Hey, what's going on? I'm here with Zach. Yo. Yo. And uh, uh, we'll be giving an in-depth coverage of the ongoing conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Um, It'll be very long and very boring. Tedious. Tedious. Excruciating detail. Excruciating detail. History. The history behind it. Economic sanctions, politics, politics, just all of it. <laughs> just kidding. No, we got we got some more lighter shit today. What's going on, Zach? How you doing? I'm good, but I have court tomorrow, so mm. that's kind of on my mind right now. Okay. Um, as we record, so I think that um. I think I had teased this story or talking about this story. It's a real story. and it's, Well, it's a personal story is what I mean to say. I think I had teased it on an earlier episode. And I said I would give the full story after after I have court. Um, so I'm going to do... I'm going to... I'll, I'll have the full... Because it's not yet c- concluded until after my uh, my trial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is tomorrow. Man. You deviant um, But I do want to say that it's for... Um, a charge, I've never met anybody else with this charge. I broke shelter-in-place ordinance in April of 2020. That's what you get for living in California. Yeah, the governor's shelter-in-place order. I, I Not f- only is Gavin Newsom fucking your wife, he's also... Tusum Newsom. That's right. He's getting people for just going outside. It's crazy. Yeah, I was walking down the street peacefully... Minding my own business. Yeah, it wasn't that peaceful. You told me what you we were doing. Peacefully walking down the street. <laughs> you were kicking <laughs> over shit. And you um, were, you were, you were, look, look, to be fair, you were venting out some frustrations because you were stuck inside with yeah, me. Yeah, I was exercising. <laughs> yes. I was exercising. Yeah. And um, I was accosted by the uh, Gestapo who gave me a... Uh, Gave me a papers. No, (laughs) they did ask for my papers, my ID and stuff. Um, and I was cited for breaking shelter in place. At the time, I thought it was really funny. (laughs) I didn't take it seriously at all, and I was like, "Oh yeah, whatever." But it turns out I'm in a, I'm in some some trouble. I face a death sentence. Actually, of they've considered bringing back Uh, the electric chair. Yeah, Gavin Newsom was uh, trying to do a new. uh, It's a more humane method of capital punishment where uh, it's a butt plug, and it just it automatically injects all of those drugs into your butt, and then you die. That's yeah. I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. Yeah. um, If I'm put on death row for this. But yeah, um, I got to go to court tomorrow and plead my case that I was just outside peacefully exercising and that I was out there for my quote unquote mental and physical well-being. And, um, you know, I've already established some rapport with the judge um, because when I went to my arraignment and pled not guilty because I'm not guilty for this, the judge, as he was reading it, him and the bailiff, like he stopped and he was like, he was like, you're a... Uh, your charges uh and then even the bailiff i'm like they must have talked about this because the bailiff was like breaking shelter in place and he started smiling and i was like and i was the last one to go up and i was like oh you saved the best for last and he was laughing so i've established some rapport with the judge they know me i got giggles in the courtroom from the judge and the bailiff both so i've got rapport established i've got 
a K, uh, uh, an argument prepared. I've got some evidence and I'm ready to face the court head on. So next time we record a live episode, I'll give the full story of what went down in that courtroom. If I'm on death row or not, what my, if I'm found guilty, I'm hoping for the worst. <laughs> and, and yeah, but I, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to argue on behalf of a cop to make sure that you get put away. The sheltered place isn't even there anymore. If these police come in from two years ago to, to tell, to tell what I, what they saw, apparently I'm going to be like, dude, how do you guys even remember? I mean, I've already are, repaired. Petty. I've I mean. already, I know my, like I was talking to my mom and she's like, yeah, they might come in. And I was like, but I'm just, my argument, if they do come in as I'm just going to be like, it was two years ago. How do you guys remember? You remember everything from every night, two years. This was in, maybe he inconsequential. Maybe he, he remembers you. you know? I, I don't know. I doubt it. But either way, it's bullshit. It's a bullshit charge. And if I lose, I'm going on Tucker Carlson right. and Fox News to complain about California. You're, you're, you're a regular freedom fighter. Yep. I'm fighting for all of our freedoms here. I'm taking I'm taking the blow from the state so you don't to fight to. for our freedoms against <laughs> COVID restrictions. Well, Zach, we'll be wishing you all the luck. Yeah, you better be because I'm fighting for our freedoms against That's COVID right. restrictions. Yeah, you're a brave, you're a brave truth teller. A brave truth teller, and um, I'm going on Alex Jones show if if if, if I'm found guilty. Now, mommy, um, Zach, is that it? We have um, a freedom fighter from out of California. Uh, a freedom fighter out of Cal- California. Um, he broke shelter in place by uh the evil dictator Gavin Newsom, who is devilishly. He was exercising his right as an American to exercise. Look, the, the guy's a be- the guy's a handsome beefcake, all right? I can't I can't hate on that. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh stay tuned. All right. Yeah, well, next week I'll have the full scoop on that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that people want to hear more about my <laughs> of course, court drama. Of course. Um so I wanted to I want like I brought this up to you and you're like you're like I don't know, but I, I had some I had some ideas on this, all right? Sure. So, I was thinking about it today. Not that I... Okay, let me preface this, alright? Not that I was looking at porn today. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying I wasn't. I was just... It, this thought came to my mind today, alright? Okay. So, I've been thinking a lot about, like... You know, like, these Instagram pages where it's just, like, a girl and she's like, Oh, I'm hot. You know, look at... And that's Thirst fine. traps. Thirst traps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Thirst trap. There's gr- tons on Twitter, too. Tons. And TikTok. Yeah. A- any social media's Of got. course. And, um, you know, like I always looked in the comments and my God, like the, like just the completely delusional dudes in the comment who think that she's going to see your comment first off, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of it. That's like, you know, like, Oh baby, let me tell you, uh, you know, you're so sexy. Uh, please, uh, uh, respond to me, you know, and it's, uh, you know, I always just thought that was so fucking weird, but I found something that's even weirder than that. The people who comment on porn videos. Now, look, I, I'm not I, I'm not for like shaming people who watch porn, of course. You know, a lot of people, everyone does it. It's what dra- I mean, you have your large hentai collection that I can literally see every time we're recording. The folder is up and obvious so, on your computer. So the thing is, is that is that. One could even say that pornography drives innovation and technology, all right? <laughs> As a case could be made, all right? Yeah, that's what they said in that one movie, I think. Yeah. Fucking, I can't remember. Yeah. It was a movie. 
mm-hmm. where he gave the explanation about why VHS beat Betamax I don't due to remember. porn. Oh, it's yeah. in a movie. But yeah, Go anyway, on. so, so, uh, yeah, so porn drives... Tropic Thunder. There you Sorry. go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, so, basically, I, like, I, I... I'd seen it before in my previous browsings and you know, it's like, it's not, it's not like you're looking to like when you go and watch porn, it's not like you're like going to look for engagement, right? You're not looking, you know what I mean? A lot of times it's private time. Yeah. It's (laughs) private time. You know, it's just, just you and your druthers, (laughs) just you and your, your little pud and you know, or, you know, or mound or mound. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to be PG here. Right? Your Tic Tac. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm just like, who is the psycho? Like, like, look, there's, there's like all types of like cancerous comment sections, right? YouTube has pretty bad comment sections for the most part. Mm-hmm. Reddit. Oh my God. Like you could really, really like there's, there's a lot of neck beards in, on oh, Reddit. Yeah. And, um, you know, but the porn, the, the people who comment on porn, I, it's just like, it was just something like I, I saw it and I was like, this is so weird. Who does this? What do they say? Give me an example. I don't know. Here, look here. A lot of times if I see comments on porn videos, it's people asking for the actor's name or actress, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, okay, so here, look, I'll just, I'll pick up, I'll play. <laughs> Bosco's pulling up porn right now, you're about yes. to hear that. All right, that no, 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 I was going to play, I, I'm just looking for the comments. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, we got porn on the podcast. Okay, so we got, holy fuck, this new stupidest fetish. He's got a soft cock. What's the video what, what the first? Fu- it's, uh, love him coming in my yoga pants when he plays <laughs> with my camel toe. <laughs> Uh yes. Oh my god. Nice. Sus pezones parecen croquetas. See, I think well, you just read Mas duro. That you know yeah. that you know that is. Mm. I'm very hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just I think you just indicated something. What I think a lot of this is, and even when it is women posting on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot, I think a lot of it is foreign men. There's something about about. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but it's especially a lot of Indians, too. They're, like, <laughs> openly and actively, like, horny on, like, social yes. media and 100%. One, one of so, my favorite subreddits back in the day was uh, Indian People Facebook because there was a lot of, like, show me your boobs. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I, I'm just I'm just scrolling through random videos and just, this dude needs to... Sh- browsing porn as we record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the podcast, all right? Sure. This dude needs to sh- shut the fuck up. She looks like a girl in a black pants at Walmart. Saw her bending over to get something off the aisle. Loved to rub her ass and fuck it. Think she would read my mind. So like, it's just oh, and then the, here we go. Here's all, here's the Arabic comments. <laughs> <laughs> it's just people posting their fantasies. Yeah, you know, and it's just, I don't know, it's just one of those things where, it, like, I saw it, I'm like, 
like, yeah, <laughs> I can only get my wife to suck my cock when she's drunk, and it's not great to be honest, but she lets me fuck her ass, so it's not all bad. <laughs> it's just like, who, it, like, w- like... Do we need to know those intimate details of yeah. your marital relationship guy? <laughs> See, like, look, this is a weird one. She looks like my ex-wife. She used to suck my dick like that while my sister watched it. Okay. What uh, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it's a uh if you want your man to stay happy and loyal, do this any every morning. He will love you for it. Yeah. I think that wow. yeah, there's going to be a girl in the comment section who sees that and be like, I'm going to take Great this advice. guy. I'm going to take this guy's advice. You know, um speaking of of the thirst traps on Twitter and Instagram, I've actually seen um <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I just got I just got a really sad one. Oh. It's from you. Wait here. It's where can I find a girl like this? <laughs> <laughs> On Pornhub, right, enough, obviously. Enough of that. You know, I've actually seen um, girls on Twitter and Instagram leverage thirst traps um, in interesting ways to like self-promote themselves. Like on Twitter, there's a couple uh, girl comedians that I follow mm-hmm. that are like fairly attractive and post like thirst traps as a way to like promote themselves like they'll post like a thirst trap get the views the engagement from men and then be like hey i'm performing live at fucking ucb okay good i'll stare i'll stare at you when you're at the ucb (laughs) i I find i thought that was a pretty interesting way to like leverage that that and you know i saw i do see i'll see like comments like that even on stuff that's less like a porn site's fairly anonymous you know so yeah weirdos can go on there or not even weirdos but anybody um perv or or not or otherwise can go on there and like post their fantasies however however deranged they may be or demented you know and it's but there's like a certain amount of like anonymity on a porn website that um i guess makes it you know just easier to like be masked mask on and say you know dirty ass shit but when you're doing it on like Twitter, Instagram, where you're like your profile fit, yeah. pictures up there a lot of times, like details maybe about your family, yeah. you know, pit photos with your mom and shit, and you're like lusting under a girl's like I've seen one, and it was under I think the same the same girl comedian who I have in mind. What's her name? And oh man, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but uh. She she had posted one and some dude had written like a long descriptive reply to her thirst trap tweet about like how he was going to like like fuck her basically and like make her come over and she didn't respond to it but I was like dude publicly like that on twitter yeah and like even people were responding like yo dude calm down <laughs> like go to horny jail and I clicked on yeah. his on his profile and he was uh, like i was like dude you should be using a different profile for this he was a dance instructor for children not like children children but like teenagers mm-hmm. a dance instructor and he had many videos posted of him dancing with kids and i was like bro you like really should not be fucking writing your dirty ass fantasies See, directed like, look, at I- some girl as you on your profile you use to to promote your dance studio you yeah. fucking did like so while you were talking about that i was um <clears throat> i was looking at you know some of the girls i follow like on on uh on instagram and like you know like yeah it's just like 
served on a silver platter, asked for seconds. They just let me. Huh? <laughs> okay. Even even girls that I know in real life and have like actual Emma, do you need a step stool because my face is available? but no even girls i know in real life that you know post like things on instagram and whatnot like will have like thirsty ass dudes like it's happened when i've been in relationships like you know i've had an ex-girlfriend like post pictures and like thirsty ass dudes will be like oh hubba hubba ding 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 and i'm like fucking (laughs) shut up like i don't say anything but i'm like but a lot of times too when it is like you know uh, so especially when it's somebody I know in person and they post pictures, a lot of times it's other girls like you know just being like, okay, "Oh, yeah, yeah. yes, queen, you're beautiful," which is all good and well. Okay, but girl in a swimsuit, the beach suits you. Can I come with you? Where and when are we going? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, yo, it's just like I. You so- ever posted something like that on on any anything from porn to to someone's Twitter? No, not like I've never like commented in a thirsty way. Like I've just no. like if I had any thirst, I would keep it you to keep myself. It to your... I keep it to <laughs> Probably myself. Probably the good move. <laughs> yeah, you know, it seems like the more respectable move. You know, <laughs> where you're actually respecting. You someone. just masturbate furiously to the to the phone. Hey, what and I then do, cry what, afterwards. Yeah, and then I listen to uh, guts uh, theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I just, it's just something I noticed and like something I thought like kind of translates to, you know, other platforms and just like dudes are the worst. <laughs> like, they really are. like sometimes when feminists say like all men, men are all trash. You look at the comment sections and you see the way men comment at women. You go like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I think just some people lack self control and like self awareness. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. it is the internet, so I think people just feel like they just give less of a fuck. But yeah, you know. well, tell me about this glitter story you were telling. Oh, so, the glitter story. Okay, yeah. um, so I think this is a funny story um, for for this week. So, this takes place in Florida, in the city of Clearwater, Florida. Um, Two women, um, who are aged 27 and 29, are accused of assaulting a man in his home with glitter. Um, uh, See if you can pull up their their mugshots. They're, like, smiling like a couple of mad women. Like, they have, like, Joker smiles in their mugshots. Where was it at? Florida glitter. Just type in, like, Florida glitter attack. Um... So I'll tell you the details of what happened here. Face so. felony, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 they face some serious charges. I'll get okay. to that. So this is basically what happened. Yeah, they look kind of gnarly. Um, they Aren't they smiling like they're demented? Yeah. Like, the smiles are, like, fucking kind of, like, what is uh, the most off-putting about it. Okay. Um, but, so, around 3 a.m., uh, witnesses say that they saw the alleged victim, who's a man in his late 20s, early 30s, um, the alleged victim arguing with the two women from his balcony when the women began throwing containers of glitter at him. Cute. The, the man then went into his home, but was followed by one of the women who scaled up the fence. Okay, and, yeah, see, and, that's where, that's where it yes, starts to get into weird so territory. So, up the fence and up onto his balcony and followed him inside his home where she assaulted him with more containers of glitter. 
<laughs> was she, it like a waterboarding she, with glitter? She then went and opened up the front door and allowed the other women in, who then proceeded to throw even more glitter at the victim. Wow, it's a regular glitter bukkake <laughs> over here. They then left the apartment, but not before kicking out one of his windows. So there's no details of what the argument was or any details of how the two alleged suspects in the glitter attack were are connected to the guy if it was you know mm. dispute about a relationship or just you know a rope argument terror neighborhood argument um but it says here the police were able to track the women back to a house where they noticed the car in the driveway they traced they traced the car and they noticed the car in the driveway, saw that the car was still warm, and the most damning evidence of all was, was glitter. sparkling yeah. glitter all yeah. over See, the inside the of it's the like, car. Glitter's a weird thing, okay? Glitter, and it's still, like, it baffles me still to this day. How, like, like I once had, like, a, like a small little container of glitter spill in my car. Yeah. All right? I felt like I was seeing glitter in my car for like years afterwards. This is my right? first. Right, it car. never goes away. It'll be. It's so, you'll find yeah. specks of it years to like for years. This guy's gonna be digging glitter out of his, his couch ass. cushions, yeah, yeah. his ass, even yeah. his ears. Yeah. Um, even there was some some health agency that commented on this story and said it sounds like benign and and harmless, but they're like. It can get inside your nose, go up inside your sinuses, get in your ears, but especially get in your eyes and possibly scratch your cornea up. And, you know, it can cause some... It's plastic. It's little tiny shards of sharp plastic. They're basically like... It can cause, like, the amount of glitter that was poured on this guy. First off, I'm wondering where these women had all this glitter from. Like, did they just come from, like, shopping at Hobby Lobby or Joanne's Fabrics? Was this, like, a a pre-planned attack? Yeah, right? Like, how did... Like, from the looks of it, they had a ton of containers of glitter. So, like, it does seem, like, a bit premeditated. Sounds like they need to get a job. Um, But where the the story gets a little... A little bit more ridiculous than it already is all right so where like you said where it gets turns into some real fuckery is how the woman scaled the fence and entered the guy's home yeah yeah they've been charged with felony burglary with assault and or battery yeah and along with criminal mischief and they face a maximum sentence of life in prison for this wow. crime. Yeah, the maximum sentence. And it's according to Florida statutes that they can be... Ch- the maximum sentence here is life in prison without parole. Florida's crazy. And they said most likely that th- this case won't end in those charges. Yeah, yeah. They always they always talk about the maximum so that like everyone goes like, oh, yeah. there's so much stakes. And then, you know, they sell it. Yeah, other story. way, like it's still felony charges. Like felony, crazy, yeah. felony burglary with assault and battery. Yeah. So it's not just breaking and entering. It's not just trespassing. It's burglary with assault and battery. <laughs> so yeah it's i mean like it a guy sounds... a, a person a, per, a man let's just say a man breaks into a person's house beats the shit out of someone literally they have the same the same charge <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like it sounds like just like uh an innocuous like benign like silly like prank almost like honestly like if i was a bit more of a shithead i could see myself doing this to like yeah. you coming here late sure. at night to record and throw a bunch of glitter on you but um you know it turns out like 
yeah, this that they could be in some serious fucking trouble for their uh, glitter assault. So yeah, no. <laughs> I hope you know, they rot. I hope, they, hope rot. they rot. I hope they rot. They, like me, they face the death I want sentence. The de- I want the death penalty. <laughs> they for bring them. back the electric chair. They yeah. might still have it in Florida. No, I want firing squad. Firing squad. Yeah. I. What would you? How would you rather be executed? Firing squad or electric chair? I would be hung. Hung. I would take firing squad over electric chair. Okay. Electric chair seems horrible. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But think about, about it: if you live, then you get superpowers. That's how it works. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you think this? Do you think this guy's gonna have any glitter-related superpowers? Like, um, do you think anywhere he goes for like the next few weeks, he's just gonna be dripping glitter off of him? Yeah. He'll go to like probably to the bar, and he'll, there'll be glitter like falling all over the bar, and like <laughs> yeah, I think so. It'll look like I he don't. just came from like a pride event or something oh I yeah don't know. <laughs> oh yeah forever so um let's talk about a let's talk about another victimized man sure yeah poor guy a man by the name of west elm caleb oh yeah this story blew up last week um not even last week maybe like four days ago five days ago um a woman from New York posted a TikTok about getting ghosted by a man named Caleb after meeting on the dating app Hinge. Multiple hey, people Hinge. in the comment section began replying, Wes M. Caleb? Question mark? It turns out a slew of other women had a similar story with a 6'4 mustached furniture mustache designer. Mustachioed furniture designer. Yeah. What a, what a villain. <laughs> As his dating app profile reportedly described... According to the videos, he love-bombed them or initially demonstrated a ton of affection Uh. only to ghost them after a couple dates. Um, What began as a way for young women to share their qualms with West Elm Caleb or or any other not-so-kind date muddled the line between support and ridicule with hordes of commenters and content creators jumping on boards. Some posted his address, phone number, and workplace. They doxed him. Yeah, that's basically... He got the internet death penalty, basically. Um, Yeah, and, you know, uh, it's, like, it's weird because, like, TikTok, like... The TikTok he culture. Faces, he also faces the electric chair for, yes, this, for the his crimes. Penalty, yes, um, TikTok. <laughs> a lot like, of death penalty cases tic- this week. <laughs> TikTok like thri- thrives on these like on this like witch hunt culture, right? Mm-hmm. No, no matter what it is, right? And yeah, it's just it's very weird. I honestly, I still to this day. If Trump would have banned TikTok, I think we would be in a better place. I I, I, <laughs> I remember when he threatened to do that. That was like I was the, so happy, yeah. I was dude. like, I was it, so do happy. It, do it, do yeah, it, do it. <laughs> yeah, you know. And uh, look, look. I, I will say, witch hunts are not exclusive to TikTok, though. I, no, this, no, it's nothing it just, new to no, the no, 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 no. Of course, but remember back in just, 2013 after the Boston Marathon bombing oh, and yeah, Reddit dude, we gotta, no, 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 no. You know what? We'll, we'll save that. That's a good story. <laughs> we got to do that story in its full because that's that's a, a crazy story. Uh, but yeah. Involving the Boston bombing and Reddit, and we'll definitely cut. cut we'll Look, save. Do- doxing, regardless, is is fucked up. It's yeah. vigilantism yeah. at its finest, and I hate vigilantism. You know, because it always just leads to like more crime, more chaos, and and and, and 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 
it's never like the the reaction from the vigilantes is always much much more severe than like what is warranted by you know the crime so doxing is essentially vigilantism and it, a lot of times it's it's in it's not justified either i no. don't think it's justified in this case and um yeah but go on <laughs> oh where sorry. is west elm I think West Elm. I'm almost. I'm pretty certain. I think it's in L.A. It's not uh, New York. N- oh wait, or DC. You know what? That does sound like. I feel like I this story is from the East Coast, not the West Coast, because I heard about this too. Yes, there's you're the, right. It was in New York. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Because right. there's like the TikTok video of the woman talking about it, and she's also got some crazy eyes, like the girls in, mm-hmm. from Florida. Yeah. And you know, she kind of goes off about you know, dating this guy off. Yeah, hinge and, and look, I'll, I'll say you you're gonna get this with online yeah. dating. This happens I mean, even, all the time. But with not online even dating. even not even with just online dating. Just like you know, like meeting people IRL. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like it, it's gonna happen. I mean, like the, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna meet a girl. Sometimes it'll go good. One second you'll be like, hey, this is going great. What about what? a guy? You or said you're guy. gonna meet a girl or a guy. Sure. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, see, see, Zach it constantly just constantly wants to call me what? gay. I'm not. I'm not. Ta- I wasn't talking to you in particular. You're addressing the audience, and you okay. say, "Oh, you're gonna meet a girl," as in you're only talking to. Oh yeah. Okay. That no, 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 no. You're right. You caught with- me. You got me. You got me. I got you. Yes, a girl or man or MB. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know they're you know people ghost. I mean. I've been ghosted. I know for sure you've been ghosted. Oh, yeah. I know multiple times of when you have. Oh yeah, because I'm always really pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> but I've never doxed anybody. Over no, it. no, it's just like it's a part of life. It's a part of like you know growing up. I and... don't do online dating either. I've tried it. I'm banned from Tinder permanently. Yeah, he's too toxic for Tinder. <laughs> and, and and I pretty much I used to do online dating when I was younger. You know, like I went to an all boys. Uh, high school so it was hard for me to meet girls so i did a lot of like online dating when i was in high school and um i've been catfished many times um yeah you know so i kind of don't do online dating even i've tried to return to it during the pandemic you know but it just never seems i mean to it's work like out it's for like me. you know and it always just makes me feel like shit it yeah. like really like online it dating fucks, has it a fucks way with your, it fucks with your self-worth a yeah lot. online dating has a way of just like i don't know how it is for women i'm assuming it's it's a little easy like i assume my assumption is women are bombarded with messages and likes and men are kind of invisible uh, touch my penis oh! <laughs> unless you're west elm caleb yeah. uh, you know i'm curious what this guy looks like like he must be pretty good looking to have he, scored yeah. multiple dates on him we got ourselves within a week woo, or two we got a young leo alert <laughs> young all right leo, a stud apparently because like there's no i, I mean i tried hinge i've tried all of them um you know after being banned from tinder too toxic um, for tinder too toxic um like and i think i tried bumble for like two weeks and i got you like really you really should put that in your profile more <laughs> things too toxic for tinder <laughs> <laughs> but i scored maybe two or three matches respectively on hinge and bumble and none of them led to anything more than just like talking over the app and then it fizzling out um and then i delete the app and yeah. i'm like well we gotta go back to sloppy hookups at the bar <laughs> um, yeah but 
Like, I will say, like, I think it's when you're doing online dating, it's you kind of assume a little bit of like a risk of getting ghosted. Like, it just comes with the territory. Comes, yeah, exactly. I feel like of getting it's like it's like online dating. It's like you know, standing in the middle of a road and being like, "Why did I get run over?" It's yeah. like, yeah, it's just it's just a reality of life. Yeah, you know. And I, there's another part of this I I really wanted to tackle with you, which is this term gaslighting. Mm-hmm. All right, because right, t- these the women accusing West Elm Caleb says right. ga- that he's gaslighting them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, this it, gets this word gets thrown around a lot. On, yes, on TikTok and even on Twitter. You know, especially by like so gaslighting like women in their late teens and early twenties use this term a lot in America. Right. So so gaslighting is like when you. Like when you try to like it's a manipulative manipulate tactic. someone basically in a relationship, it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic either. Where through manipulation, you convince the other person they're crazy, you know. And a lot of times, the person being gaslit doesn't know they're being gaslit, so they right. can't say I'm being gaslit because they don't realize what's happening to yeah. them. And I think it's kind of a long drawn out process conducted by someone who's very manipulative and like it's a fairly we may not know a person who's been gaslit like a lot of times i think i think it plays out like in a relationship where you know person x says to person y remember when you treated me in this way and person y constantly says i never did that you're misremembering things your memory's off and then and then that kind of cascades from there till anytime person x brings up you know, something that they don't like about the relationship, person Y responds, oh, you're misremembering. I That doesn't happen. You're crazy, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times in those cases, the victim, person X of the gaslighting, doesn't even realize that what's happening to them and that person can start to believe, like doubt their own memory, doubt their own right. mental state and say, oh, well, person Y says I, I'm, I'm, I'm misremembering things or none of that happens. I must be, you know you know my, my i must be crazy or i must be misremembering things you right. know so that's how gaslighting works yeah. you know colloquially so speaking. and i think a lot of people online are like kind of just using this word willy-nilly interchangeably descri- with like lying yeah and lying is very different lying is something that damn near everyone participates in yeah gaslighting is like a methodic like you said a methodical like Basically, yeah, changing someone's perspective perspective on reality and mm-hmm. like you know, like it's like their it's, own mind. It like changes how you think of your your own yourself faculties. Yeah, and um, you know, I just think that uh, people need to grow up. <laughs> I mean, look, look, I I will say. I sympathize with these, well, 100%. With these women we, somewhat. Like, we, like I said, we've both been in this situation Yeah, I mean, before. it's maddening. Like, and I've been ghosted and dumped um, harshly and callously by, oh, you know, yeah. a few times in my in my dating life throughout college and my 20s, you know, and it, and it hurts. It hurts, like, big time. Oh, yeah. Like, you always are left feeling like, 
did I say something wrong? Did I act weird? Was Am I, I being, unlikable? Yeah, you know, it leaves you with like a Is lot of doubt. Is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Uh, Do I look stupid? Exactly. Should I have gotten these tattoos? Yeah. I just wanted like, to make it personal. <laughs> you know, like, or was I bad yeah. in bed? Especially if you've had sex with the right. person and you get ghosted afterwards. Like, did I do something in bad in bed? Like, you know, I get ghosted. Am I inadequate? Before, I get usually ghosted before that. So. It, it leaves feelings of inadequacy, yeah. and and so. Um, you know, and it leaves you it leaves you frustrated a lot of times feeling like, oh, you know, like yeah. I'm not even worth like a, you know, uh, a response. You know, I'm not even worth the explanation telling me, hey, yeah, I like you, but I got things I mean, going on in my life. A lot of times the ghosting is not personal, you know, and I I, that's know, how I cope with I'd, it. I Yeah, but I would like I know this would be an ideal society. You know, but that's my coping method, at least, is telling yeah. myself it's not personal, even though I don't know if it is or not. Actually. Oh, yeah, it totally could be personal. And I mean, I know <laughs> you, case, so yeah. it, it probably is. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, like, uh, I've never doxed anybody, though. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I've like, been mad. I've complained to my friends. I've called them a bitch, you yeah. know, to my friends. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, and I've and I've vented my frustrations with my friends. And I will say that my experiences getting ghosted or abruptly dumped, dumped, um, have kind of shifted how I approach dating my dating True. life. Like yeah. I almost now approach anything before, like that's still casual within the first couple months. I approach it, it with like a nonchalance and a like, oh, this could end at any moment. And because of that, I find myself like very much reluctant to commit or to allow myself to be vulnerable and it's kind of made me a different person in my dating life than i was like at age 20 now here at age 27 i'm a lot more reluctant to commit and i'm much more like i've trained myself to you know, avoid hurt feelings of the shittiness of getting kill ghosted. Kill the part of you that to hurts. To just, like, be... Kill the part of you that hurts. <laughs> I've killed that part. <laughs> I've snuffed it out. And now I'm prepared to be ghosted. And I'm prepared to be right. dumped abruptly. You know, well, a relationship is still new and fresh. So I sympathize with these girls complaining about this guy. I think he's an asshole, no doubt. Oh, 100%. You know, but, um, the, but the thing we're really asking here is, like, does this guy deserve... To basically get his <laughs> life ruined. He's the talk of the town online yeah, yeah. <laughs> the past week. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and there's like, you know, people like posting like West Elm Caleb in reference to like other guys who have ghosted them before. It's not yeah. like just, and it's just like, it's just, I, I kind of find it gross. Like, yeah, I kind of, it's like, it's like messy and like unnecessarily messy. And it's just like, it's like, look, if you have a problem with someone, I get it. it this guy, like, from the stories, you know, I've heard some of the TikToks of these crazed women who are uh, have driven, been driven crazy by this man, Caleb. Yeah. Who's like, he's like a, he's like a, he's like a legend. He's like, you hear West Elm, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. He ran through this town status, and uh, this town was never the same again after <laughs> West Elm, Caleb. Let me tell you this. He sounds like a hunk to me. Yeah, dude. Six foot three, mustachioed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he sounds like a real... And he's scoring this many dates off I mean, Hinge. dude, I know. Bro, right? I couldn't even get a fucking this conversation guy, th- th- going I would on honestly Hinge. just... I would ask Wesson and Caleb, like, yo, 
help me juice my profile up. Help me juice it up a <laughs> little bit. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. But, but to he, me, no, he's not a hero to me though. I don't want to glorify no, him. No, 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 no. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece he's a piece of shit because we all know what it's that the the feelings that being ghosted creates. And and when it's happened to me too in times past, I've like complained and been like, "Oh, this is a problem with like um our quote unquote I hate talking about generations, but right. our quote unquote generation. This is a larger societal problem. I'll get fucking deep with it because I'm so furious about it. And I, sometimes part of me has been like, this shit should be called out. Maybe not online. Maybe I, not air your dirty laundry out like that. But like calling know, out the behavior, you can call it the behavior in general. Yeah. Like if you're experiencing this and you want to be like, hey fuck there's like there's like a lot of guys on here who will mislead women and you know who will you know basically toy with them yeah which i sympathize with that a lot because Mm -hmm. i have been in that position and you know i've changed i've grown a lot you know as time's gone on you know i mean and even you you know me like when i was like in a very like dark place in my life where i had been rejected a bunch I kind of started to sour and have like a very negative view on women, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, kind of in from in, a dating perspective, yeah. And kind of honestly, I'll be straight up, kind of like incel territory, right? Yeah, like broaching the incel, broaching, broaching, <laughs> you know, or red pilling, as they, you know they like to say. Um, but the thing is, is that like at a certain point, like, see, the problem is, is that Incel-like. I had I had friends. Who called like you? I I remember in particular one time where you you did kind of call me out on it, but um, you know a lot a lot of these like incels I feel like they don't have that friend to be like, mm. hey dude, you need to like, you know, and I feel like, you know, people just need like support systems and people need yeah. accountability from their friends i feel like that's like one of the best ways for someone especially as a guy which i can speak as um you know and growing as a person because like after a while like you go like look it's not all women it's just the women that i i have i i have come into count you know that i have courted or that i have you know tried to pursue in a romantic fashion you know and it's it's like you can't blame, you can't throw out everything just because of one bad apple. Yeah, right? that's the key is is to not generalize. Right. Like, just because you've had... Look, you generalize, you become racist, you become an incel. Exactly. You become, you like, know... just because you've had a few bad experiences, you can't let those few bad experiences with a few people represent how you view an entire gender or, right. you know, group of people. You right. know, like I've, I get, I sometimes find myself when I'm frustrated in my dating life, you know, starting to, you know, go down that road and be like, ah, you know, you can't trust women or whatever. Right. And then like, I always have to stop myself and remind myself, Hey, you know what? Like I just had some bad experiences. Maybe I did some, some, maybe I am at fault in some way, you know, and, 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 but maybe, you know, it's, it's not personal. Maybe they got, they're the one with the problem. Yeah. They got shit going maybe, on yeah. in their personal you know, like, life. Yeah, and, like, look, and there is their problem. It's not my problem. It's not anybody else's. Look, in the world's we've problem. all been in such points in our lives where there's something going on and you kind of treat the people around you like shit. Right. Or you, you may, um, you know, you might just treat people badly because you just you're not self-aware. But yeah, so 
I, you know, it's, it's frustrating. And I, I, I sympathize with, you know, with people who That's, feel jilted by the current, you know, dating scene that we all live in. Because honestly, we're like, both single ladies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm big. I'm a stud. <laughs> um, if you're interested, email us at yeah. Bash Bros. <laughs> Bash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com. But you know, the thing is, is that yeah, you, the the main point is you don't generalize, and also like even if like look, <clears throat> I very much believe in even like karma, right? I believe in it, and to a certain extent of like if you put out a lot of bad then probably it's going to come around and bite you in the ass, right? Sure. All right. And that guy, he's going to, it was some Caleb, something's going to happen to him. He's going to, you know, he's going to maybe be betrayed by someone he does actually end up, you know, you know, falling for whatever. But the point is, is that you're, you random woman on TikTok who maybe matched or went on a date with him, you're not like... I just, I just don't feel like it's right to. I just feel like the act of doxing someone, unless they're like a Nazi, or you know, like, you know, or if it's like someone in a clan hood and you like dox them and be like, yeah, this, you, have, you know. George. So there is, there is an exception for doxing. Yeah, I guess so. Just, I guess Nazis <laughs> and Nazis. racists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think like definitely, um, the punishment here doesn't fit the crime for him no. to face the electric chair. You know, no. uh, it definitely is, like, not warranted to drag this guy so publicly online. That is, you but know, like, and, like we possibly said, jeopardize his, you know, personal life. You know, over him being, like, like yeah, that. over him being, like... A serial dater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, you know, kind of an overreaction. Yeah. But, like, like I said, I do think their frustrations, the, you know, women that vented about this online... I do think their frustrations are valid and relatable. So, you know, I don't think there's any problem ladies, with them. We'll just, we'll just leave it at this. Ladies, we're feminists. <laughs> well, I've just been there. It's not even yeah. about, you know, male versus female or no, feminism. No, no, I like, I just yeah, understand yeah. those frustrations. But, like, you know, and it's okay to vent about it, too. I do the same thing. But, like, you know, maybe not so publicly, you know, with that person's name and identity and workplace you know, yeah. <laughs> all available in your venting, you know, for, you know, other people to see and possibly, you know, take yeah. out their vicarious anger on yeah. West Elm Caleb, you know. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I agree. You know? uh, and I just I, I just thought it was trending. Uh, it was something that I felt like I had a, me and you had a lot of opinions on. Which yeah. You did. yeah. Um, so moving on to our next subject. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, we were going to um, shame the uh, people doxing West Elm. Caleb, for shame of the since, week. But since we kind of sympathize with the women mm-hmm. who, you know, even though we don't agree with their methods, we sympathize yeah. with their feelings. With the women, you are heard and your feelings are valid. Everybody. Everybody that's ever everybody. been there. Women, you know, men, NBs. I think. Uh, all of them. <laughs> women, men, and NBs, all right? All of them. They've all felt it. But we wanted to turn our shame towards um, a recent moderator on Reddit. Great. They all deserve <laughs> being shamed. Every single one of them. <laughs> the yeah, entire Reddit community. I, shame. I, I straight up feel like 
and this is, and I agree with this sentiment. I forgot where I heard it, but someone's like, if you have, if, if you farm karma on Reddit, then you should go to jail. And I agree. Bro, Reddit hasn't been good for like fucking 10 years almost. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, a moderator named, uh, Doreen Ford appeared on Jesse Waters. Well, on the, on the subreddit. Oh, sorry. Yes, 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 yes. Let me get some backstory. Which has gained a lot of popularity. Right. So there's a subreddit called r slash anti-work and in there. During the great resignation, as some people have called it, some journalists have called during the pandemic, lots of people have been quitting their jobs. Lots of unions. And we've been been following this and, you know, um, uh, they describe themselves, and this is just on their Reddit, is a subreddit for those who want to end work, are curious about ending work, want to get the most out of a work-free life, and want more information on anti-work ideas and, yeah, and, and personal for, help with their own job slash work-related struggles. For the record, too, this com- the subreddit itself existed before the pandemic and has right. existed for a few years, I think. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, and the, the idea, <laughs> yeah, the idea of anti-work is nothing new. Like there yeah. is groups of protesters in the '60s that were like very much involved with uh, anti-work oh, yeah. philosophies or you know no-work philosophies, you know, as a way to just like reject you know labor in exchange for you right. know, capital. And like I, I found a, a good tweet on the subreddit that that pretty much describes the the like the the miss. Uh, like the misreading of what anti-work means. Yeah. And it says, anti-work does not mean I should get to live like a king and eat Doritos while other people do all the hard work. Anti-work means I'm sure it would be nice if it, if I wasn't impelled by violence to perform later that racks my body. Yeah. And that's, and, and like it, that's the sentiment It's yeah. like holding employers accountable and like mm-hmm. a lot of the posts on the subreddit would be like um in an idealistic sense it's a labor rights subreddit essentially yeah 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 100 and like you look at the posts and it's like you know like oh uh you know stores posting up like unhinged uh like like here we go here's one this jimmy john location is closed due to labor shortages we're in the process of restaffing and it says the owners the owner <laughs> there is no labor shortage the owners of this establishment treated their employees like dogs never once helped out they don't even live in florida all employees were students and did a great job keeping the store running with no help from the owners the past few months have been crappy business have been result of lazy careless ownership mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a story that exists in many lines of work across this great nation of ours. <laughs> and, you know, um, so what happened was th- this moderator who, I mean, if you know Reddit, Reddit just, it like Zach said, Reddit hasn't been good in years. Uh, the problem with a lot of subreddit communities, they're good for like small niche things, but the right. problem is a lot of them just get too big for their own good. Yeah. And like the community kind of becomes muddled and the original idea of the subreddit kind of becomes lost and people just, you know, tend to to go towards a lot of groupthink and it, it right. becomes an echo chamber and a circle jerk. Yeah, the circle jerk essentially, you know, and that happened to I used to love the subreddit for uh 
Reddit circle jerk, but then like, then it became circle a parody of itself. Yeah. yeah. So then there was meta circle jerk. Yeah, and you know, over before this guy's appearance on Fox News, this moderator's appearance on Fox News, like there was like other like you know fuckery occurring on anti-work like a lot of the stuff like text messages sent to quote-unquote managers and bosses were shown to be like made up or like clearly fake or obviously fake like oh you need to come in and work here it's 3 a.m i need you here right now there's a like you know there's a lot there's some some fuckery going on and um the fake posts um but so let me uh the the idea I think behind anti-work is a good one. It's labor rights at its core. And it's saying, you know, it's people, workers getting together to say, hey, we want to be treated fairly. We want proper compensation. We want to be able to unionize, organize, and demand, you know, fair hours, fair compensation for our labor. And, and like, not be at the whims of our employers. Like, I I think it gained a lot of traction from post of people showing like messages received from their bosses being like oh you need to come in and the person being like i don't actually want to come in today like it's my day off and i feel like i'm entitled to that day off and i think we've all been there you know like yeah. you have a day off you're looking I mean, forward like, to look, it like look and then you're asked to come in and you feel almost obligated to yeah. say yes otherwise you look bad and but also you really want the day off you and know? also and you what's know wrong with that it's for pushing for ideas that other countries have put into place you know such as for the four day work week, you know, and um, one of the comments. So basically, this person during Ford went on. Is this a, it's a man or a woman? Uh, it's I, I believe it's a woman, um, but we'll just go with they to be safe. They got the worst person possible. For yeah, they Fox got the absolutely interview. worst possible person to do it because this person, you know, you know, shouts out to people with disabilities, but this person clearly was on the spectrum some way mm-hmm. it was very uh first off the person should have at, at the very least cleaned their room <laughs> before the interview looked presentable because you realize what you're doing when you're going in it's fox news there's first off it's fox news they're taking you already with the the most it's a trap they have face. a trap set up for they, you yeah that you know what their opinion is already you know the audience they're catering to you know what they think about it already yeah. you got to put your they've best already made up, they've already made up their mind on what they think it is and so um you know like like one of the things that the person uh that doreen brought up in this is that um cutting a little clip just so you can kind of hear it um we wanted to you know show you what like how awkward and weird it was mm-hmm. it's like a good work day how many hours is is you know a solid work day in, in your ideal right. society uh sure i mean i think as much as people want i mean i personally uh work i have i have like a 20 25 hour work weeks which i think is fairly good um so i would like less work hours um and what I do think you do doreen uh, i'm a dog walker a dog walker okay yes and how? Uh, yeah. So how I old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Sure, I'm 30. You're 30. Okay. And is there something you want to do besides being a dog walker? Do you aspire to do anything more than dog walking, or is that kind of your your pinnacle? Uh, I, I love working with dogs. If I had to do this for the rest of my life, you know, I wouldn't be super complaining. You know, dogs are wonderful animals. Uh, but I'm. I would love to teach. Uh, I would love to. Um, teach. You know, uh, work with work with people and well, stuff like that what would that. you yeah. teach dorian uh 
uh, philosophy mostly. Philosophy. Just introduction to philosophy, critical thinking, reason, stuff like that. Okay. Well, I would love to take your class, Doreen. I would just be taking notes the whole time. And you know what? A professor is a very similar schedule than something that you're imagining. So I think that actually might, might work perfectly for you. Listen, uh, I think this might not be the greatest idea, but who am I to judge? To each their own, they say. It's a free country. Sure. Not everything's yeah. uh, free, you know. but it is a free country. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sure we got to run. We got to pay the bills. It was that shit show. <laughs> um, yeah. It, I mean, you watch that and you listen to it, whatever. It's clearly a trap. And like yeah. they, they played right <laughs> into it. Fox News, you know, has their format and they know what they're doing and they know yeah. how to present it to cater to their audience they know their talking and, and, points and play through their narrative they know their talking points they get it from think tank you know conservative think tank groups they know how to make this person the, the goal there was to say hey like they they want to dismiss and move any discussion about labor rights or how our society society values labor and 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 the worker and our our values around it they wanted to ignore any conversation about that and steer it in a direction of being like oh you guys are just lazy oh you guys want somebody else to do the work oh you want somebody else to pay your bills right you know oh what why should i work hard just so that you can sit home yeah and that, fuck off? <laughs> that was their goal in having this person yeah. on it was you know they'll frame it as oh we're not biased here's this person to talk about anti-work but their goal there is to be like see they're just they just want to be lazy they don't they don't want to work because they're lazy no. and they don't want to contribute anything and we live in a meritocracy and you gotta you know pull, pull yourself, yourself up, up and blah 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 straps. that's what they've done for years and that's what their goal was in this interview and <laughs> they successfully they pulled it off successfully that was a, a horrible interview yeah. no it know, totally for, was for the anti and fox news got exactly what they wanted out yeah. of that they yeah. like it was a lose-lose situation situation mission and, accomplished yeah. i mean like somebody could have gone on there and like you have to steer the conversation you have to right. say this is about labor rights, and you gotta it's you not gotta about be, being lazy and you gotta talk over them because they're gonna they're gonna try and you know yeah. misconstrue everything that you say um and you know the people in the anti like who you know want you know labor reform all this stuff the thing is is that there's um you know a term neat i'm sure you're familiar with it it means not in education, employment, or training. Yeah. Right? And so a, a lot of times, you know, that's what Fox News views as these people, right? As, yeah. as basically people who are just, And you also know, somebody that term um, applies to people who aren't disabled either. Because oh, if you're yes. disabled, you can, you know, yeah, not be yeah, in any yeah, of those Yeah, of course. And, you know, it's not, you know, it's not referring, you know, I'm sure there's some in there, of course. But... The thing is, is that it's it's for the greater labor labor as a whole, better labor as a whole, and so I wanted to. Um, yeah, the term was coined. Neat was coined in the UK by the government, who does the taxes there in the UK, to refer to people who are essentially like, like not in any, in anything, and are like just kind of. I don't know if burden is the right word, but just like in the United you know, Kingdom, the the classification comprises people between. Uh, ages 16 and 24 the subgroup of needs 16 to 18 uh is fr frequently a, a particular focus so yeah. um yeah so i wanted to give you the 
so the subreddit went and did like some restructuring. Um, I know that there was a there was a new uh, subreddit that came up um, in the wake of it. I forget what it's called. I think it's like work reform, mm-hmm. which is a that, way yeah. which is a way better name. I mean, just like you know what it is. It's like it's the same problem I had with the defund the police motto, mm-hmm. right? Is that I agree with the sentiment, but the motto is just it's built for reactionaries who thrive off of like, you know, like recently the Eminem scandal and more recently, Oh, you're going to laugh at this. I just heard this one today that Fox news anchors were upset because Disney decided to put Minnie Mouse in a pantsuit as opposed to a dress. And Mm. Oh my God. You know what I mean? This is their bread and butter is these culture war, Topics. So when you're talking about something that's like serious, that a lot of people our age who feel disillusioned and know that the whole idea of America as a meritocracy is bullshit, you know, we want to at least be feel valued in our work and yeah. feel and feel a sense of purpose. You know, the and whole idea. Like, I think a lot of people also don't want to feel like their work is everything. Yeah. Especially like people, I think want more times to pursue their passion. Exactly. To pursue, the, you, you know, know be whatever too dir- arts be they're too interested ju- in. Be maybe too spend jerk more time in with... a shed recording a podcast. Exactly. Or, or spend more time with friends and family. Like, you know, some people don't always want to commit everything make right. their whole existence about and that, working and, and in america that's what working is working is for the most part your whole life and for some people it's more than one job because uh you know wages are the way they are and you know some people have to work more than one to and you know it's always funny i always love it when uh this is always the conservative talking point when you talk about you know labor problems is like well you could always get another job it's like you know what sometimes you can't yeah. Sometimes you can't. Yeah, it's not easy to get it's a job. It's not easy to get a job. Like, look, me and you have been employed many times. We're not, you know, we're, you know. I like working, for the record. Yeah. Uh, I like having a job because it gives me a sense of purpose. For sure. Know? And, for and sure. it gives me a chance, something to do and to go out. Right. And talk to people. But you know? the, the thing is, is that. You know, I had this, you're going to laugh at this, but I had this. But I don't like every job I've done. I've been in some, I've had some jobs that are grueling and miserable. So, so I had this realization one time I was in the pool on mushrooms because I thought that would be, I thought that would be really fun. Wow. And it was fun. Wow. It was a ton of fun. And I, at the time I was working at a dealership Mm -hmm. and I was working there five days a week, eight hour days. And you know, I, I just, like, have this thought, and it, it forever has, like, warped my view of, like, work life, working, and the idea is that, you know, a lot of people, you know, you kind of mentioned this in the beginning, but a lot of people, they go to work, okay, so, like, I'm going to give you, like, the mindset, the mindset of the average worker, right, let's just say they work Monday through Friday, right, they get in Monday, they go, like, oh, shit, it's the start of the week, all right, well, let's just... Ugh, let's get to this. Yeah. Let's, and then Tuesday comes around, whatever. Another day. You're, you've already worked one day. You're working another, whatever. Wednesday comes around. Oh, my God. Halfway over. Thank God. I'm counting down days until the weekend. Thursday comes around. Oh, man. Just one more day. And Almost Friday. Almost Friday. Um, 
And then Friday comes around and you're just like, you're thinking about all the shit you're going to do when you get off. You're thinking about, you know, plans for the weekend, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Friday night, you enjoy yourself. Saturday. You get you know, wasted. Yeah. Get Saturday, plastered. Saturday, maybe recover, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, Saturday, you know, you enjoy Saturday. It's a full day off. And then Sunday, here's the, here's the worst part. Is that most, this is how most Sundays are lived for nine to five workers is that they go like, it's like they almost can't even enjoy their Sunday because there's the overhanging dread. There's the, there's the over, there's the dread sense of dread hanging over your head all of Sunday being like, Oh my God, as soon as this day's over, I had to get to work. Yeah. And then you know what? And the, the thing I realized when I was in this pool on mushrooms is that like people do this cycle over and over and over again. And like for me, I was like, I felt like my summer was gone. Like it was like, I was like, I was like, I felt like I had, hadn't even been working there that long. Cause you know, I had got a summer job while I was working in college, while I was in college. And I was just like, people's lives go like on fast forward living this type of nine to five life and you know and then that's how people have regrets and people have you know uh they have like all these like this animosity this hatred towards their own life because they feel like they're stuck they feel like you know you have a kid you have bills you have rent i mean for most of us we're you know me and you we're probably gonna be renting for the rest of our life um <laughs> i hope not <laughs> <laughs> but the way the way that um housing is in especially this area and in america in general anyway but the point is is that is that you know we as workers we create the value for these companies right unless you're in like public service you're creating value for the community right like if you work for like you did for the parks department you're creating yeah. value for the community but when you work for a company you are like you should view yourself as you are the lifeblood of the company, right? And they may even say that, but then they they'll be like, oh, you know, we're they'll use these words like, oh, we're a family, and that's like that's like mind tactics to get you to prevent you from you know striking, asking for better benefits, asking for raises, you know, and and so work inherently, especially in America, is kind of fucked up. You know, and especially for like people like us who went to college, right? Because we we were told that it was the right thing, you know, it was what you had to do in order to be a productive adult, right? And then people get saddled with all this fucking debt, and then they end up having to take a job that they don't want to in order to pay off this debt. And then they're miserable most of the day yeah. at that job. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for the weekend, and then uh, their whole weekend is, and then, is hanging over them is the next week at work. Yeah, and then their whole fucking life passes before their eyes yeah. because they just get caught in that cycle and, and we wonder why we drink so much <laughs> exactly and th- you know the thing that i feel like myself and a lot of the because there was a lot of outrage within the subreddit mm-hmm. being like this person made us look like fools yeah a bunch of children lazy children right and who don't give a fuck yeah and diminished it was embarrassing they got ambushed right it was embarrassing and so the reason why we're shaming this person during during ford is sorry be- during sorry during also 
I w- we would pick shame Fox name. News, but I think that's already implied. Also, just pick a better <laughs> that's name. That's implied. Doreen is a terrible name, okay? I'm sorry. So this is a transgender person, too, on top. This just feeds into everything. Yeah, dude, Everything this is Fox literally, News, like, yeah. wants to present yeah, leftist th- rhetoric or labor is, rights rhetoric yeah. as, you know? And I'm and, sorry, and it's, it's nothing it's against nothing, trans yeah. people. It's like, but it's just like... It played into this their is, This is exactly what they wanted because exactly. they can be like, oh, see this. See, they want tra- See, they want to. They want to ruin the sanctity of women's sports. You know, yeah. what I mean, they're still stuck on that shit, which is so dumb. Yeah. By the way, people who say they're making people, it look like it's all like it just plays into exactly how they try and portray. By the it, way, like, people who say they want to protect the sanctity of women in sports mm-hmm. by preventing transgender women to be in there or men. Well, it's never men actually, trans men. Um, I th- believe that if you're that indignant about women's sports, that you now have to be a fucking fan of that women's <laughs> sport. If it's, you know, like recently it was you like the LA sparks now <laughs> recently it was uh swimming. There was, there was a, a swimmer who, you know, broke a record or whatever. And that person was a trans woman. And now I believe you have to be obsessed with women's swimming now. If you're going to give that much of a shit. So don't get shit twisted. Like me and Zach are not coming off as anti-trans. We're just saying, no, know, just, the, know your audience. Yeah. Like they're already like. You got to fight fire with fire a little bit. Yeah. You're on Fox News. That You're in the fucking belly of the beast. Yeah. You know, you can't go into there like being everything. <laughs> that's they've a, that's a John Stewart line when he went to when he went to Fox News. Yeah. He was like, Yeah, oh, but John Stewart did his was spectacular in his in his Fox News interviews, but he's a trained professional. Right. You know, but you can't just go in there at and he the went very in there least fighting this fire person, with fire. Like at the you very can't, least you're in the belly of the beast and you gotta you gotta go in there, you know, like fighting swinging. fire. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be yeah, come yeah, out yeah, swinging. And also this person should have had media training. One hundred percent. Like, yeah. This, I mean, like, look at he, he. They're on Jesse fucking Waters. The dude's sitting there all prim yeah, and proper. I was, I was telling you that back. this guy years ago, when Bill O'Reilly, that ghoul, was still on the network, mm-hmm. he was work. He was the on, you know, the man on the street mm-hmm. bit, and he. Uh, I rem- I I watched this with my dad because, of course, he liked Bill O'Reilly. And they were in line making fun of uh, people at a Lady Gaga concert, right? And being like, look at these freaks. And, the, and Bill's like, yeah, look at them. And he'd be like, don't you got a job or something? You know what I mean? Wow, classy. Yeah, you know, you're dealing with the lowest of the low. Yeah. So you got to come out swinging, especially if you're fighting for something such as labor rights. So... so to, to oh I'm sorry did you have another I thought? have an interesting story okay, regarding well, Bill well, O'Reilly and well, regarding Fox News ambushes okay so real quick let me just let me just read the statement from the moderators who regarding okay. the change of the subreddit Go so anti-work community you're absolutely correct in your outrage against certain mods standing up for us to, despite lacking awareness or care for what the subreddit has become regarding the broader left movement for workers rights your rage is justified. There are no excuse for the grossly negligent and tone deaf behavior exhibit- exhibited by our own former mods. We're continuing to address these issues and the resulting fallout in your comments, feedback, and advice are encouraged as we clean house. So they're like, they're in full damage control yeah. mode. One bad Fox News interview can topple an entire movement. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, the thing the thing is, and we'll, and we'll end it on this and we'll go into your story, um, is that, you know, 
this is an important this is an important um movement not even i mean just and obviously gen- it's popular enough that fox news has devoted well, and, a segment and, and, to it and, like, people I mean, feel and, this way and like recently like you know like there's still people organizing recently yeah, and, and it's Staten bullshit I- to just write everybody off as Staten- lazy people who don't want to do work like people are justifiably upset and frustrated with the way the work life I mean, system and, is and set up in even the after the failures in bessemer alabama with the unionizing of the amazon they're having a vote to unionize amazon in uh new york now mm-hmm. and this is good there's a general like it's so hard to find good news but this has been like this labor momentum that has happened within within a lot of companies has been like a a glimmering like a glimmering light um amidst a hell a hell you know world yeah and is like okay this is something you know se- seizing the means of production god damn it and you know i it's just it just to have like labor movement in general be belittled by some person who bastardized what what it really meant, meant to be anti-work to be anti no you're anti the idea of work in america you want something more fulfilling and you want to live a better life yes there's gonna have to be some people who have to clean toilets but it doesn't mean that that person deserves to be treated like shit even though they deal with shit mm-hmm. and that's that's all i have to say on that sure so uh what was the story about fox news ambush um okay so this is something um when i was in high school so fucking nearly a decade ago, my God, um, I had a I had a I had a teacher there, and she taught religion class. This was my junior year in high school. She taught religion class, and I always heard her. Um, her name was Miss Eater, and I always heard from students that um, her first name was Cock. This is I. This is a serious story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, well because uh, i feel i i I don't feel right mocking her because she was the point of a lot of ridicule and mockery by a lot of students so you know i went to a preppy private catholic high school and um i always heard she never stated this out loud or ever talked about it in the classroom ever um but i'd always hear from a lot of these white what kids from wealthy families, the preps of my school, who were insufferable many times. I'm sure you're familiar with them, too. Oh, yeah. You, we I went mean, to we, similar we all, schools. We all did time in yeah. private Catholic schools. We went to similar schools. That She was owned. I constantly would hear them phrase that. She was owned by Bill O'Reilly. She was owned by Bill O'Reilly. Destroyed her. And I was <laughs> like, what? And finally, one day, somebody gave me some details. And they're like, oh, she went on Bill O'Reilly's show back when Bill O'Reilly was on the air. The No Spin Zone. And, uh, Fuck and it, we'll do it live. She <laughs> went on there for an interview and was essentially ambushed in a similar way, although it wasn't this catastrophic. In a similar way to the the way Doreen of Anti Work was ambushed by Fox News, um, you know. So I guess that she in the early two thousands um, had made and published these playing cards, I believe, that were playing cards um, that contained characters. Figures from the Bush administration. Okay. And on the cards was, like, you know, George Bush, Dick Cheney, Rumsfeld, those types of guys. War criminals. Yeah. And, well, her cards were related to that. They were... It was about the Iraq War, and it had their, their card 
and it would have the person along with their war crimes that they've committed right. on these cards. So she made this big anti-war statement with these cards, pointing out the massive amount, the injustice of the Iraq war and the massive amount of war crimes committed by the Bush administration. So, you know, like I said, this is nearly a decade ago and I haven't seen the video George since then. W. Bush. And I've only been reminded of it just now and I haven't seen the video since then. Um, but essentially she went on Bill O'Reilly. It was ambush style like this, um, where, you know, he would, you know, ask her to explain herself and she would try and explain it and just be like, oh, so you just want to mock the administration. You just want to mock the president and kind of made her look like the she sanctity was, of the Oval Office. <laughs> you know, kind of his goal was to just make her look like she was an angry, raging liberal who was, you know, just making false accusations at the administration. And I guess, like, if you're biased, I guess you could look at that and be like, oh, he was successful in it. You know, especially a lot of these rich white kids love that. Um, I, you know, watched it and I don't remember. Hey, they earned their daddy's money. You know, I was 16, 17 at the time, not very much politically active, but I still have my feelings about things. And I remember watching this and being like, okay, like, yeah, it's Bill O'Reilly on the fucking news versus Miss Kathy Eater of you know my religion teacher like of course he's gonna fucking like you know have his you know ways to talk to her in a way that makes her you know look a little bit you know foolish or whatever um but that's about it she was she had i loved her class she was very aware of social issues and like she actually like the class for me was very enlightening and i took a lot away from that class that i still and it formed a lot of my like politics at that young age and um you know, so a lot of times my point is, like, Fox News is not a representation of these movements or people's, no. you know, or, or anybody like, you know, and they, they know what they're doing. They set up ambushes to make movements, to dismiss movements. That's what they did here at the Anti-Work, and that's what they did with Miss Eater's crime, cards calling out war crimes of, of our country. You know, and they dismiss it. They make it look like, you know, it's foolish and that it's, you know, just done by, you know, crazy fringe group of people. And in that way, they're able to avoid any discussion that goes of any deeper than just, concerns, yeah, making yeah. fun of it and, yeah. and, you know, just being assholes. And that's what Fox News does. So yeah. if you're going to go on Fox News, you best be ready to fight. The Fuck point. Yeah. All right. Um, um, shouts out to Stephen Colbert. Sure. <laughs> shout um, out to miss eater shout great out to class eater. i'm sorry about that comment i made <laughs> i respect you queen <laughs> all right so uh we're gonna uh close this out zach why don't you tell us about uh fight club yeah so okay this was something interesting that came that i came across recently so you know the film Fight Club, one of our favorites. Of course, I, one of my favorites. I feel like probably one of yours I want too. To destroy something um, beautiful. <laughs> so you know how it ends, right? It ends with yeah. with the narr- the unnamed narrator played by Edward Norton, uh, shooting himself in the head to kill his alter ego Tyler Durden, who's Brad Pitt, and then in the in so a dark handsome. room, him and. Uh, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, who's super hot in this movie, um, hold hands and watch the city blow up as you know the plan, the plan set in motion by Tyler Durden comes to fruition, Project and it's implied. What was it Project Mayhem? Project Mayhem. It's implied it was successful, and the World Bank's collapsed, and capitalism was destroyed. Debt is wiped and away. Debt, yeah, everything is reset. Um, 
So this Fight Club was a re- a recently released in China on a streaming service. I believe it's called Tencent. Streaming. Oh, Tencent. Tencent yeah. streaming. Tencent. Just real quick. Um, Tencent is. Uh, ooh, ooh, I have a lot of feelings on Tencent. Let me just let me just real quick. Uh, Tencent owns a lot. Like it's it's ridiculous like i mean you can literally go to any any form of entertainment wait they, is this a chinese company yes okay yeah. tencent they own part of league of legends they own um uh let's see they, call of duty online fortnite they have uh, ownership in they have ownership in uh you know different you know chinese apps that are you know like uh I mean, they also they had they have a seven hundred million dollar deal with the NBA, um, so they're a, a huge company, a huge company. Sorry, just go. I just wanted to add that. Most Chinese companies are like that, monop- monopolistic. But anyway, so they added Fight Club to Tencent streaming service in China, but the ending that I just described that most viewers would be familiar with was edited a little bit for this Chinese really Chinese Tencent release. Instead, so it ends with, you know, um, the main character shooting himself, killing Tyler Durden, but it doesn't end with the buildings being destroyed and everything falling apart. Instead, it cuts to black after he kills himself, and a message is displayed on the screen. The police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all the criminals, <laughs> successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. Yeah. It then continues that Tyler, calls the main character Tyler, was sent to was tried and sent to an insane asylum. <laughs> <laughs> this movie end, ends there. Wow. The wow. end. So they uh, essentially adjusted it so that uh, yeah, a little so that the authorities <laughs> win. And um, capitalism wins. Many Chinese audience um, viewers um, who've seen pirated versions of this film yeah. before, so know how it ends in the you know original version, called this change outrageous. Um, but I will say it's not clear if this was censorship was done by the government or if it was Tencent themselves that made this adjustment for their it, release. Most, it honestly could just be on Tencent. In order to like just proactively, you know, yeah, I mean, they be okay with they probably the work with the Chinese government, yeah. they probably know what they want, so yeah, they made it so there isn't this great collapse of you know the society around them and the businesses and the capitalism, it's all still there. The authorities figured it out, yeah, they stopped the Happy plot, ending. and Tyler's and the main characters in an insane <laughs> asylum. But this is interesting where the story takes a little bit of, of an interesting term. No, no longer related to uh, China, but the author of the novel. The, so Chuck the, Palahniuk. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck Palahniuk. So, you know, the film is done by David Fincher. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but um, Chuck Palahniuk, so I didn't know this because I've never read the novel that the film's based off of. But in a recent interview, he weighed in on, he was asked about the Chinese version. And he weighed in saying that that ending is a little bit more true to his novel ending than than the american film version yeah because the ending of his novel it's not due to the authorities or the police when he's saving the day and stopping the bomb but in the novel it's due to the incompetence of tyler and the whole project mayhem the bomb doesn't work it malfunctions it doesn't work 
And, in fact, um, the main character does end up um, institutionalized in an insane asylum. Mm. Um, and, he, well, he, at that very end, the character awakes in a, in a hospital and is implying that he's been institutionalized, but believes he's in heaven. And then mm. the novel ends there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, so I have a, I have a I, lot of opinions on this. Yeah, I think there's a quote I wanted to read you, um, stated by uh, Palinik himself, um, in regards to this. So you know, the way this story is presented in the American media is, oh, isn't it? Or isn't China so evil as you know it usually is presented in the media? A lot of fear mongering about China. Was there that in, in Fight Club? What? There was a lot of anti-China shit. No, I'm talking about the American media. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah it's, you yes, know, of just course. Chinese they're, they're... The way it's presented in American media is like, oh, China so censors everything. They're so evil, and you know they're crazy and they're so oppressive. Um, they have some interesting thoughts on Chuck Palahniuk. Um, has a quote of saying. This is from him himself in this interview. The irony is that the way the Chinese have changed it is they've aligned the ending almost exactly with the ending of the book. Blah, blah, blah. Hold on. This is what I'm looking for. Quote, What I really find interesting is that my books are heavily banned throughout the U.S., he said. This is nothing new to me. The Mm. Texas prison system refused to carry my books in their libraries. A lot of public schools and most private schools refuse to carry my books in the U.S. But it's only an issue once China changes the end of a movie. I've been putting up with the book bannings since for a long time for the better part of two decades a lot of my overseas publishers have edited the novel so that the novel ends the way the movie ends i've been dealing with this kind of revision for about 25 years Mm. so basically he says it's nothing new and it's finds it funny and ironic how now it's only a problem because you know how the American media works yeah. to make a China boogeyman, right? Right. You know, once so China does it, to make China the boogeyman. Then all of a sudden, it's a problem. But hit the Fight Club has been banned and revised throughout the U.S. and the Western world since its publication twenty five years ago. Mm. So this is nothing new, you know. And and so I I think the interesting takeaway for me here is you know the creation of the china boogeyman in in american and western mainstream media but how much sometimes our own government and our own policies can kind of reflect or be very similar to what the chinese government does what they warn about I mean, them doing i mean like you can even just take for example you know one of the m- more famous instances of this of censorship in the us of books um, most famously in the adventures of Huck Finn, removing the N word mm-hmm. from Jim's name. Yeah, whitewashing it. Yeah, and and like, look, it's it's um, Harry know, Potter's I, uh, the most one of the most commonly banned books is Harry Potter and the Captain Underpants series. Interesting, true facts in the U.S. <laughs> it's not haram. <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. has been banning books and censoring media for a long oh, yeah. time. So, you know, they always like to pretend like this is, you know, a China problem and, oh, we're so free. They would never do that here. But it happens all the damn time here, you know. And, and but, you know, Amer- yeah. the American media turns up, the mainstream media turns a blind eye Mo- to it because they have their agenda. Most famously, uh, you know, someone I, us- I used to respect a lot, Howard Stern, you know, that was part I love of, Howard Stern. That was part of what made him awesome is that he was trying to he was having provocative you know um radio shows but he worked for nbc 
right? And NBC was constantly trying to censor him. NBC was constantly trying to change the format of the show, you know, uh, remove, you know, like the, um, his co-host Robin, you yeah, know, sh- sh- stuff like that. And we, it's so funny, like, like how much we demonize China. By the way, just a little side note, I kind of like what they do with billionaires in China. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Let's just say. Billionaires are very cooperative with the government as far as uh, paying their fair I'm sure they taxes. are because, you know what, because <laughs> they were, they are the government there, too. Yeah. The same way they are here in the U.S. Yeah. My point is, I think we're not so much different than oh, China no. or Russia One, or yeah. Saudi Arabia or any other countries. Y- you the know, mainstream you know, media you tries know, to villainize. You know, you know where they all these governments are kind of up to their own fuckery, and it's all very similar. You know what's funny? I remember this in, in the, the fallout of us pulling out of Afghanistan is the amount of conservatives who found themselves agreeing with uh, the conservative Muslims in uh, in Afghanistan being mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, they got some good ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, conservative, they're, you're, like, literally the same. You're, you, think, you think it's different because maybe they have a different skin color or they speak a different language, but you literally engage in the same behaviors that, you know, you, you're, oh, I'm, I'm a free speech warrior. Do you know how many fucking people on Twitter are like that yeah. free speech warrior? I mean, well, Dan Bongino, the radio, the far right radio host, was just recently banned from YouTube. And I saw this on Disclose.tv on Twitter, which is a f- pretty right wing uh, media outlet, but I follow them for you know the content right and he was just just today it was announced on their on their page that dan bongino has been banned from youtube and um i read the comments it's a right-wing page so it's mostly an echo chamber and there are people you know claiming censorship free speech is being taken away you got to remember free speech only applies um when it's when it has to do with the state yeah you know so youtube being a private Entity is not bound by the Constitution the same way the state is. Yeah, they're they're a, they're a company. The same reason why people would complain that Trump is off Twitter. It's like, oh well, you know, this is this is you know, freedom of speech, blah blah blah. And it's uh, just also, like, I don't necessarily agree that like big no. companies like YouTube or Twitter, quote unquote, deplatforming personalities like Bongino or Alex Jones is the right move because it empowers you know right and it empowers their their victimhood complexes of being like oh we're being censored the main television coming after me they they say that we're we're lying um I just want you to take these testosterone we're telling the truth we're telling the truth the frogs are turning gay for their own agenda (laughs) the globalist agenda (laughs) so I actually brought a couple other uh, examples. Um, after I was reading the story, just this week, I found a good example. A school board in Tennessee, I don't know the county, um, but a school board in Tan- Tennessee. Tennessee. Which you almost said, state, you almost said it like way, that. Tennessee in Chattanooga. I don't know where it is. But anyways, a school board in Tennessee has banned the teaching of the graphic novel Moss, spelled M-A-U-S. It's a, it's a yeah. novel about, a graphic novel about the Holocaust in which... Jewish people are portrayed as mice and the Nazis as cats. And the author himself, uh, the author's name is Art Spiegelman. He wrote it about his parents' own experiences right. um, during the Holocaust within concentration camps. And they claim the ban is due to swear words and a naked illustration. Yeah. Um, Spiegelman says he's baffled by the decision. 
Um, so, I mean, that's just one example. Here in our own country, a, a banned book by the state, and where are the, all the dudes that spend all their day on Twitter complaining about Dan Bongino's banning from YouTube, or right. com, or, or making fun of China's government for, for altering the ending of Fight Club? Where are they with something like this? A, a graphic novel about the Holocaust, banned from being taught in a state-sponsored school, yeah. state state-funded school, and they're silent crickets. Yeah, when it's funny. Like and it's funny happens. how they'll they'll apply it because like they'll uh, scream it in defense of someone like a Stephen Crowder who makes a you know shitty comedy sketch of re legitimately. I don't know if you ever saw this where he reenacted the George Floyd uh, uh, knee on the neck thing. He's like, yeah. oh, it's not that bad. It's not that yeah. bad. And it's like you they they'll cry it in defense of someone like him. But like in banning literature and banning, you know, they'll they'll be like, oh well, you know, it's you the know. right wing has never had a problems with banning of any literature. They only complain when it's stuff they like, which is usually their radio personalities. Yeah, it's and always it, their their broadcasting and radio personalities that get deplatformed by a private company for whatever reason that private company has, most likely to appeal to some, you know, their greater consumer base is most likely what right. it is. And then they, you know, then they're all up in arms, censorship and freedom of speech. But any banning of literature, it's always been like their M.O. They've done that for decades. Well, banned look, books it, in schools, look. in libraries, all public oh, yeah. and state. Yeah, you they'll know, like they'll run like, and funded they'll, they'll straight up like things that the Constitution protects. Right, literature is banned from there, but they're crickets when it comes yeah. to that. I'm pretty sure the Adventures of Huck Finn is in the Library of Congress. All yeah. right. Yet, conservatives are, you know, will want to, like, you know, take out, you know, certain words in in the book because, you know, it's CRT, which Mm -hmm. is the most current version of, of like, a lot of this stuff is, like, you know, this hysteria around CRT. Yeah, and there's no complaints about censorship from the right wing who has so much to say about censorship when it's poor old Dan Bongino, you know, but then when it comes to censoring topics in the classroom, they're all for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, education in the U S is first off just terrible. Let's just, I mean, it's not on the faults. I mean, like straight up, I don't know if you saw this the other day, but like, um, it was like teachers and they were like fighting over f- cash for their classroom. Oh yeah. That was like the, I, that was like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty fucking shameful. Yeah. Teachers. Where they like brought them out to like a hockey rink and they were like dumping cash down. Yeah. So like, Oh, scramble to get the money. Teachers, teachers to pay for classroom some, supp- supplies. And t- a lot of these teachers will go into their own money yeah. to buy these supplies for the classroom because they want to teach a certain way. Right. Yeah. Teachers are honestly. We should defund the p- to police and de- and fund teachers. Yeah, one hundred percent. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> you know, uh, a more educated society is a better one. And mm-hmm. you know, it's like uh, like people in the South learn like a different version. Uh, I mean, we learn a pretty whitewashed version of history. Even you know, living in liberal California, right? We didn't like when we. When we went to school, we didn't hear anything about like the Black Panthers or Fred Hampton or you not know. until I was in college. But that's right. only because UCSC had a Black Panther museum on campus. Right, right. <laughs> but, and that's and that's that's what happens a lot of the time is you know they don't learn a lot of this stuff until college. But yeah. in school, they're not teaching you about like you know 
they're teaching you a very one-sided view of history, a very, you know, and especially one that... Yeah, and they complain that China does that, you know, hiding the Tiananmen Square massacre. Like, the point I wanted... My main point with this thing about China's altering of the Fight Club is the same things that we, you know, warn and mock China about doing, our own fucking government does here. Yeah. You know, they do it here, altering history. I just had another one real quick that I saw being passed around on Twitter about a school in Georgia. Somebody had posted an assignment. I think it was a parent had posted an assignment that was given to her fourth grader to, quote, write letters to Andrew Jackson on how the removal of Cherokee people helped the U.S. prosper. Yeah, oh yeah. my god yeah that's that's <laughs> so, good that's good uh, first off andrew jackson one of our worst like probably one of the worst presidents of all time the original trump the original trump <laughs> um love to party but yeah you know it's like the same thing where um like let's just take it to like cancel culture right mm. the right is constantly complaining about how how the left quote marks is you know is obsessed with cancel culture but if you rewind to the early 2000s, the conservatives sound like the the left or liberals that they it that they. It still happens the, nowadays. It's just not publicized in the mainstream media as right. much as the quote unquote cancel culture stuff is. Because the cancel culture stuff it drives engagement. Right. It's sexy. It, right. It's it's. But it's what I'm outrage. saying is that the re the. Them complaining about it, like straight up, if you go back to the early 2000s, you can find multiple examples of like, you know, uh, like, you know, like some Christian groups complaining about a movie, you know, like, you know, or books like Harry Potter. Exactly. Oh, because they provoke sorcery and that's (laughs) satanic. It's satanic. (laughs) And that's literally something that you would hear like a conservative make about like a Muslim country. Or, mm. you know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that sounds like something. No, that's shit that's done here. That's shit that's done fucking here. And it's just, it's just, it's just disgusting. And it's also just like, it's like, once you see through that shit, you can't unsee it. You constantly just see that they're, oh, it's only right when it helps me. And it's not right because you do it. Yeah. And, you know, and like, you know, with the cancel culture stuff, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's so laughable to me when I hear conservatives be like, oh, we can't make trans jokes anymore. Oh, we can't make Chinese jokes anymore. And it's just like, it's like, dude, you're literally, you're literally complaining. It just makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Well, I don't think cancel culture is real. It isn't real. It isn't real. It's just something. It's a manufactured issue. In your head, cancel culture is not fucking real. It's a manufactured issue that's used to drive outrage and prop up political agendas. That's all it is. Kevin Spacey, after all those allegations, was still dropping weirdo-ass videos on YouTube being like, hello. Oh, this yeah. is my son, his Merry window. Christmas one, yeah, dude. It is Merry weird because he does it in the character of Frank Underwood, and it oh, sounds yeah. so menacing. And this is a dude who got horrible accusations put against him of him being a sex pest and possibly a, a sexual well, assaulter. I hope to be an independent filmmaker one day, and I think I could cast Kevin Spacey. Okay, that's <laughs> your goal. He wants to reform Kevin Spacey. All Not right. that I want to reform him. I'm, I'm just, just nobody else is going to give him a role. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, 
that's a good one, Zach. That's a that's one that constantly. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this again because it comes I mean, up we, we, every fucking week. There's some right wing I mean, outrage like about was, quote unquote cancel culture. Like, like like I was mentioning before about like the fucking M and M's thing, where mm-hmm. like like conservatives like Tucker Carlson was losing his mind because uh, M and M's don't make him hor- as horny yeah. anymore. And I mean, look, like Dan Bongino, the guy I was just talking about, banned off YouTube this week. Is his audience going anywhere? No. His is his is his listenership going down at all? No. He's still got just as much reach, if not more. This empowers them when, yeah, when they're banned it's, off it's YouTube and like Twitter. PR it empowers them. them. Yeah, it, it's PR. They still have millions and millions of listeners, and they'll still get tuned into. Meanwhile, a graphic novel about the Holocaust can't be taught in Tennessee because of some naughty words. So I guess what you're saying is keep the same energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, yeah. Why have these double standards? Especially because Dan Bongino's reach isn't really harmed all that much from him no longer being allowed on YouTube, where I think things being banned from the classroom is so much more detrimental than a right-wing pundit or whoever not being allowed on Twitter or YouTube. So it's just, it's the outrage of it that, that I think, you know, drives, drives, you know, the the narrative of it but it's bullshit and it's a double standard and um Fucking yeah terrorists. u.s does it just as much as china so the yeah. next time you hear things about you know what china's doing bad and china this and that um this you is know also, realize that america does the same type of fuckery also, also it doesn't make it any better any worse that it comes depending on the country it comes from they all engage in the same type of fuckery let's and let's just this is just a pro tip for your life going forward not you but the audience okay it's for me too though it's for you too you're my audience for me yes especially for you okay but if you have a friend or someone who likes to talk a lot about like basically bring it like china Mm fear-mongering always be suspicious of that person and be like just be like just be like, like you could be like, oh yeah, that sounds bad. Oh, that's because skeptical it, thinks a better word than suspicious. Skeptical. I mean, they're just telling you what the mainstream media tells them. Yeah. It's not like they're making stuff. Up. Well, it's, it's they believe you, it. People and, believe and, the, it. And, we and I don't know, want to sound like pro China or anything. We're gonna get, we're gonna be saying this, and the Chinese government's gonna hear it and they're gonna be like, oh, the Bash Brothers are now number one show in China. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> Xi Jinping is my homeboy. <laughs> Let me get a shirt that says that. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, you know, the media loves to manufacture consent and, you know, and this is a clear example where they, you know, China bad, look yeah. what China did. And, yeah. you know. Your precious fight club ending has been altered. Yeah. <laughs> the evil dastardly Chinese oh, are at it again. Damn you, China! <laughs> but the author, like, the point was the author stated, this has been happening to me since I published a book in yeah. America you know, all the time. It's nothing new to him, you know? Well, I, I have to wait until I hear what Joe Rogan has to say about oh. it. So that in the second Dr. I'm Dr. Joe Rogan. MD. Yeah. Because he's he's got an MD because he's a medical expert, but the doctor actually refers to his political science degree. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a, he's a double doctorate. There you go. You learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, um, thank you for listening. Um, again, if you want to reach out to us, that's bashbrotherspod at protonmail.com. Again, send us anything. Send us. And you the know, Twitter, too. Yeah, and our Twitter, too. Um, B and Z, ba- pre- the Bash Bros, present the Bash Brothers podcast. Or um, 
the Bash Brothers with B and Z. I don't know, but we have a Twitter. B and Z Bash Bros podcast. Rest in peace, Louis Anderson, great rest comedian. And rest in peace, Meatloaf. <laughs> uh, Meatloaf was an anti. I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about Meatloaf. I just know he died this week. He um, was actually the main. Funny one is... enough, Meatloaf was in Fight Club. Oh really? He was Robert Paulson. Really? That yeah. was Meatloaf. Yeah. <gasps> what? Yeah, dude. There you go. R. We'll R. just R. end it there. That's perfect. R.I.P. Right. Louis Anderson, though, for real. R.I.P. Um, and on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for loving. Thank you for being you. And take it easy out there. Bubba Booey. It's a natural fact that I want to come back.